This week in our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This week in our collective heads This week in our collective heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Kevin, and I'm joined by Patrick, the man who is here wearing the same color shirt that I am. Can you believe yeah. the nerve of this guy? Yeah. I can, because I, I've known him for a long time, and he put on his shirt first. Anyway. But, but which one is better? I mean, you got Camp Crystal Lake over here. And you Darkest got... Dungeon, though. I'm more current. Yeah, but is that is that really the cooler thing? Isn't it more hip to be retro? Isn't it more hipster to be doing the Darkest Dungeon? It'd be more hipster to do Darkest Dungeon and tell other people to Darkest Dungeon, and then you get upset that people are in Darkest Dungeon. And then you go on. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that interested in being hipster. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads, where we talk about things and sometimes video games. Uh, this week, we're going to go ahead and start with the backwards compatible games, which are awesome. We got three more of those this week. We got uh, Vanquish, which, do you know about that one? Yeah, uh, Vanquish is a actually pretty cool third-person uh, action shooter uh, that was on Xbox 360. Um, mm -hmm. I played it; it was okay, but it fell under the radar of pretty much everyone. It, it's not—it's—it's it's a pretty good game. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a perfect game, but I had fun with it. I've, I've heard a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people talking like really positively about it, and I know that you get rocket boots, which I mean. That that adds to pretty much any sci-fi game is if you can have rocket boots. So yeah, they're pretty awesome. I like them. And we also we also got uh, Laura Croft, uh, the mm -hmm. Temple of Osiris, uh, Guardian of Light. Actually, Guardian of Light. That's sorry, the, the precursor. That's the other one. That's the yeah. other one. But um, it's it's kind of a Diablo style uh, top-down puzzling mm -hmm. game. I I really enjoy these um, personally. And uh, I, I had fun with them. Um, yeah. I, I think that as much as I as much as I enjoyed them, um, I feel like the they miss a lot of the Tomb Raider aesthetic when you switch to this isometric view. Yeah, uh, I can see that. But, but um, at the same time, it's a nice companion piece, kind of like the yeah. Assassin's Creed um, Assassin's Creed Chronicles series, which we'll talk about in the Gold Plus Roundup. Yeah, and um, Guardian of Light is also much more shooty, whereas Temple of Osiris was much more puzzly. So I think that this is kind of a, a twin stick shooter type thing. That so so anyway, if if that's something that you're interested in and you like Lara, Lara Croft, then I would say go ahead and check it out. I think so. One I'd pro I may skip unless you're just a huge Disney fan is uh, Brave, the video game. Um, yep, this exists. It's a um, mediocre. Um, it's also on th on uh, 3DS, by the way, in a similar similar game. Oh wow! Yeah, um, I'm just. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a great movie, but no, no, yeah. didn't need didn't need a game. Not everything needs a game. Um, some things needed games that never got them, but that definitely needed a game. Let me know in the comments what game what movie or TV show. You wish had an adaptation for a video game that never got it. That'd yeah. be fun. Definitely, that'd be a fun. Let's 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 do that for next week's totes. Ooh, okay. 
If you, if you could create a licensed game, what would you want it to be? So moving on to news, um, this is actually kind of a repeat of news because we actually announced this six weeks ago. That's right. Uh, Burnout Paradise is coming March 16th. We we talked about that in episode 120. Um, and so it's been official and confirmed. I, based on some of the things that were said, I counted it as confirmed and, and basically said as such. Um, March 16th was at that point the date that they were aiming for. Um, but now that's been confirmed. Uh, there's also a bit of, of kerfuffle over whether it was going to have microtransactions because the store listing um, said that it was going to have microtransactions. It's not. And they, they've been very clear about that. So this is going to be Burnout Paradise and it's going to have all the DLC and things like that. And so, yeah, I mean, again, this isn't the Burnout that I want, but uh, it's it's 40 bucks. Um, I think that's, I think that's probably okay. Maybe a little bit much. Um, if, if it doesn't have crash mode either, and like yeah. cr crash mode and and the closed courses are the two things that for me make burnout super special. So it's it's not what we wanted. Um, I mean, personally, I wouldn't put it in the realm of. I put it close to the idea that Shadow of the Colossus brought out, where you have a remaster that that is something that everyone wants, you bring it to, and I feel like the quality is enough to justify a $40, uh, $40 I'd say 30 or $40 price tag. Um, Setsuna, um, uh, what was it? The, the game, not Setsuna. Um, the, the, one, the one where you have in the visions. What's wrong with me? The one where you're having the visions and you're the uh, Norse kind yeah, of. I'm being no help right here. And and you are, um, yeah, basically having like uh, like she basically has some type of mental illness that people they think that they, she sees demons and she sees her ancestors, and really she's more than likely uh, schizophrenic and. Um, yeah, what's wrong with me? Anyway, he'll he'll put that he'll put that down here at the in the lower third later on when he figures it out. Um, the the thing about for me is is the difference is that Shadow of the Colossus was a remake. This is just a remaster. Correct. So they just basically bumped up the the resolution, yeah. added a little bit. I guess probably renewed most of the soundtrack. I would imagine there's at least one or two songs, but. It, 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 they have to have kept Guns N' Roses because there's no way you can have Burnout Paradise without Guns N' Roses. It's in the trailer. But, uh, I, it's in the trailer, so yeah, I really hope that it's yeah, there. So it's, and, and plus, Hellblade. Oh, it's a sacrifice. Okay. Yeah. I, I can I can see that. Like, I think um, that that was worth the price tag. I think if this is just a... If this is not a complete remake, I mean, I'd say 30... Like, I'd still say... Probably around thirty to forty dollars, depending on how much content they have. The fact they don't have crash mode is kind of yeah. disappointing, though. Yeah. But without microtransactions, um, so, I'm okay with forty. Okay. Yeah. Um, if, I, I tell you what, if they if they bring me revenge, take down. What I want is a collection. I would pay sixty dollars for a full collection of the first Burnout three games. First three Burnout. Yeah. I, I would I would buy the crap out of that immediately. And just sit there with a big old stupid grin on my face, having having fun with that. Speaking, Speaking of, of big old stupid grins on my face, yeah. <laughs> Troy Baker, Troy Baker, and Emily O'Brien have been confirmed as being part of the cast for Death Stranding. They they showed a couple of pictures and things like that, and so it was it was really cool to get to see um, 
Troy Baker has has an incredible voice and and an impressive range as far as uh, as far as his acting ability goes and amazing hair. I mean, let's yeah, not forget that. Definitely um, amazing hair. And if you're not familiar with Emily O'Brien, uh, she's been doing voice acting for the Telltale series, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of other games. She was uh, she was Gamora in the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale, uh, mm-hmm. best known for her um, for her portrayal of whatever character that is on some day- daytime soap opera. I think it's Days of oh, Our yeah. Lives, but I don't know. That's her like big okay. claim to fame. Well, there you go. Yeah. So it, it's 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 fun to to watch the the voices continue to get fleshed out for that. Um, I I still don't see, think we're going to see this game in this particular decade, but uh, but yeah, we'll see. And it's fun it's fun to watch a program like this growing. Like uh, Kojima has been really Kojima has been really good at at helping keep us excited by allowing us little peeks behind the curtain, and he's he's been really good about that, especially after the the incredible secrecy that surrounded um uh metal gear and everything he's like hey watch my process enjoy it be excited with me because we know that he's excited about this project and so this is this is really cool so you don't think it's going to come out in this decade so you're saying i'm saying 2020 or later yes okay i i think it's going to come out next year Okay. So that's those are some predictions to write down there. Um, would, you, would you would you bet would you bet a lunch on it? Well, yeah, I'd bet a lunch on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I right. I'd, I'd totally bet a lunch on that. Uh, I think it's going to come out next year. I think that um, his team, as well as the what they're doing development wise, I think it's going to come out quicker than well quicker than we than some people would expect. Um, I think okay. he's been, I think he'd been already doing a lot of. Uh, preliminary work and conceptual work before uh, before he actually left um, Konami. That's my feel on it. I think that that's, I can, that, I can that see happening. that. I think that was happening behind the scenes when he wasn't supposed to be working with people. He just just jotting down ideas and yeah. Okay, I, I, I can see that. He was already talking um, to some of his 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 big people that he poached. I think he was already talking to them about the ideas and what he wanted to do. So I think he's going to be yeah. further along than than we'd expect. I can see that. However, this is Kojima. I think that he probably wants to release it in 2019. I think it'll get released later. <laughs> then whatever whatever the initial release date is, that's not the release date. <laughs> so that would be my counter argument. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> um, but uh, I will say, uh, I thought when I saw the picture of Emily O'Brien, I thought it was Ashley Judd at first. Maybe that's just me. That's gonna be interesting, but yeah, I like I like how I like the the talent that he's that he that he's been able to to call from various sources, and it's it's been really surprising to me see to see um, just how many people just just how excited these people are to be working with him. Everyone everyone from Mads mm-hmm. Mads to to Kojima to Troy Baker, like everybody's excited to be there, and that that type of that type of eagerness and excitement is is contagious mm-hmm. and so i think that will do so much time on this like oh yeah it's a, so it's absolutely mad I'm, I'm i'm very happy about it i'm very happy about it um something else that i'm happy about is to see how much money overwatch is making and not yeah just like in sales uh in twitch in twitch applauds which is the give give you a little bit of money kind of thing uh for over uh, during, this is overwatch league correct when uh, yes that got the, yeah one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in one day yep. and day this, day one of, day one of yep. cheering yep and so that makes me so happy because it shows 
every little bit, every little bit from people can make a, can, can fund a project like this, can fund mm -hmm. someone. It's the whole idea of like uh, Patreon or others where it's like, hey, give a dollar, give it two dollars, whatever you can give. And yeah. you're, you, you get a wide enough audience. Obviously Overwatch and Overwatch League are, are huge, but yeah. 150K, 150K in one day. Uh, you and I have talked about this for quite a while where we're like, how is esports going to make money? Because esports hasn't made money for anybody. It's been the potential yeah. of, at one point, this will make money. They, right. They're doing it now. I mean, that's, that's well, amazing. See, well, one, of the, one of the interesting things, I, I kind of dug down into the numbers a little bit, and one of the things that they did, which I think is brilliant, is um, each you, you, buy, you buy cheers in bundles, and you're able to support your team and whatever, and like... So they have it set up where during a match, the the actual fans are competing to see, you know, how excited they can be with their team. And I'm like, okay, one, competition between the fans is a brilliant way to set that up. And number two, each each cheer costs like, I think it's 1.4 cents. And so that encourages you to just spam it oh, yeah. and not really and not really think about it. And so it's like it's like Pete's piano bar. When, yeah, exactly. When they start playing, like, uh, they start playing uh, songs for um, uh, different colleges, mm -hmm. and then you have people who start competing and giving more and more money, so you'll play OU yeah. versus Texas or whatever. They all sound the same. Exactly. Um, right, right, right. Right. <laughs> right, but, but, but the idea of... of one making it a small enough amount where it's you're not you're not cheering for a dollar because then it would be like is it time to cheer yet am i am i ready to and it's like yeah. no 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 i, I just want to send out 10 cheers right now that's great and that costs me yeah and it's 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 just a really really uh clever way to do it and i think yeah. I think that this is definitely something that will be immediately or as soon as technically possible this is something that will be latched onto by other groups and so i look forward to seeing where it goes because um like you said we haven't really understood where the money in esports is going to come from and this seems like a great uh, great resource for them it's coming from uh nanotransactions trademark pattern <laughs> right right <laughs> That's just that's amazing. Uh, Ascent, yeah, I, I would buy I would buy a pack of those, and then yeah, I can I can cheer, and the moments that I want, I don't feel like I'm spending money because I'm spending pennies. Uh, right. And right. overall, overall, I spent you know ten, twenty bucks, whatever it is. So that's really cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. So, so yeah, things things that we know very little about, but are also excited to see where it goes. Uh, PUBG is getting a third map in the next. Four months, which they said before fall, and one of the one of the headlines read, "Within four months," and I was like, "Oh my goodness, fall is only four months away!" Like that's that's kind of mind blowing. Which means, I mean, like like right now we, we're at the end of February, and like you know, E three is only like what three months away. E three's in it's yeah yeah three and a half yeah three and a half months away, um, and it's. I, I, I would like to say something about PUBG. Um, Please do. Three maps. Mm -hmm. Three. Yes. How much is PUBG? Uh, I think now that it's out, it's full 60. It's full 60. Three maps. Not yet. So two <clears throat> maps. So $30 a map. Uh-huh. Any other game. Any other game. <laughs> 
<laughs> we would be ripping this to shreds. Fortnite, Fortnite is because uh, Fortnite Battle Royale is free, right? Mm-hmm. Um, PUBG was in. So PUBG was in like in beta. It was in early release. It was in Steam Greenlight. Yeah. And it had a map. And we were like, okay, yeah, you're right. you're still working on it. You're still working on it. You have a map. Okay. I'm, I'm not paying for this. I'm okay with that. And then, then it came out and it's like, we have two maps. Well, no, because because even even in early access, it was thirty dollars. This, that's, that's why I didn't buy it. This we are we are not the market for this game. It is not okay. This is what this is what's crazy. In Tell another me. game, we would be ripping it, ripping this to shreds. Thirty dollars in thirty dollars early on, I could see doing that in the idea of you know I'm going to get five or six maps or so mm-hmm. because it needs more than one map, more than two maps. Does it? Because it does. the the players the players seem to be happy with it, and and the the variety comes from from the gameplay and from the tension. Like it's it's not really about knowing the map even. It's about it's it's the players that create the variety. So you're not playing the same game twice, even though you're on the same map. It's it's the same as um, like you can you I mean Dust Two for for Counter Strike. Yeah. Dust 2 was the map and you could play that you could play that repeatedly even with the same people and you would get a different game each time just because like if this person gets eliminated then it's like oh okay well their sniper's been taken out yeah. or whatever and so there the variety comes from the players and not from the map so I, I think that I think that the the balancing and everything is is really what makes it because even because everything everything in PUBG is risk reward and and yeah. you and I are really big on on risk reward like that's why we love the Souls games and everything it's like it's like how far how far can I take this and what strategies do I want to use what strategies do I think other people are going to use and when you have a hundred people coming into every map it's it's going to be different every time and that's why the the low map count works for PUBG where it wouldn't for almost any other game because I mean, I battle royale just has so many people. That yeah. that's where that's where the variables come in. That's a good good counterpoint. I I would I would by the way um, like to see someone at some point if if they don't do it like mm-hmm. this is a franchise I would like to see jump the shark just for fun, like where they had say, like a crazy because yeah because like Call of Duty has like zombies which makes no sense yeah but it's fun yeah zombies make yeah. no sense but it's fun I would love to see PUBG. Uh, PUBG zombies. I would love to see PUBG like Alien Invasion, and my yeah. last one I would like to see, which which are very similar. My last one I'd yeah. like to see is like a PUBG mech attack. So like, like a mech coming in because those the the maps that they do have could lend themselves really well to that to that kind of fun fun uh, thing. I think yeah. PUBG with zombies would be probably like. That's that's where I'd give them my money because um, yeah. I haven't. I mean, I played PUBG, but I've not paid for it. You give me PUBG with zombies, where it's oh, you got a hundred people, and now you have uh, I don't know a thousand zombies or something, and like or or it has a pop rate yeah. right where the zombies keep popping up, and then the players become zombies. What if? <laughs> okay, that that was actually where I was going to go with it. Yeah. Was what if every time you killed a player, they became zombie? Yes, you have a countdown of like like 30 seconds 
So uh-huh. you can loot the corpse, figure out what you need to do, get out, and 30 seconds later, that person becomes a zombie. Now you can pop out yeah. of the uh, of the game if you're like, I'm done, I don't want to play. You pop out, that's now an, that's now a, an AI, which is fine. But if mm-hmm. you want, you can play a zombie. I think it'd be hilarious. I think it'd be amazing. So you have you have you have bot zombies, and then you have real zombies. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. and by that I mean NPC zombies and player zombies. I right. think it'd be really cool. I think it'd be cool. So, I would spend I go. would spend money on that, and I would play the heck out of that. And it's not hard that's, to that's implement. Fun. It's not hard to implement. So do it, and you so don't say, have to pay me. So say we. Yeah. But player unknown, if you want to give us, you know, a bandana, we take it. So, but going back to your going back to your point a second ago, things that uh, that we will not spend money on. Yeah. Ghostbusters were at least I won't because when it comes to mobile, I don't I don't spend money on a game until it like proves itself. But Ghostbusters World is going to be uh, very similar to it's it's Pokemon Go but with ghosts. Yep. And I think that that sounds like a heck of a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I like the equipment and I like the the toys that you get um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what this how, how gameplay actually works because one of the major difficulties with um, with Pokemon go was that there wasn't as much actual gameplay there and and so like after you'd caught some caught some Pokemon and everything and if you're like me and you tend to hang out in the same areas and you don't go out looking for them, at a certain point, you're like, okay, well, I've, I've caught everything that I've seen in this game. Now what? Yeah. And and so I, I'm looking forward to seeing because uh, Pokemon Go continued to evolve and continue to to add new monsters, add new features, things like that. And so I I, I hope and I suspect that Ghostbusters World, the, the developers have been watching that and and trying to figure out when that. When what the crucial elements are to make the game fun, and this is supposed to come out on mobile this year, and so we'll see how that goes. And I intend to at least try it. How about you? I'll try it out. Um, I think that this is a, a property that is that is huge for certain people. And yeah. I mean, just just people, like Pokemon was. Yeah, and I think that it's a lesser extent now because the people who I mean, there are people I know people who are um, who do cosplays ghostbusters like it's a huge thing for them and that's like their favorite franchise uh and a lot of people who are like oh i love ghostbusters and it's like a passing thought and i feel like they need to do a lot to appeal to those people as opposed to just the hardcore ghostbusters fans um that's going to be the sweet spot because like there are people out there who like i love i love the first ghostbusters movie the second one i thought was great when i was a kid but um, I think yeah. that they're going to need to do a lot to appeal to people who aren't actively doing Ghostbusters things right now. Because well, I don't see, watch that okay. movie all the time. I don't play the games. Right. Um, as as someone, I, I would I would fall into the category of casual Ghostbusters fan. I like Ghostbusters, but the the idea of running around catching ghosts that's something that I can get on board with. And so, yeah, I think that this is something that could work, and it's it's a like you said, it's a familiar enough franchise that it's it's it seems like it's something that could that could work pretty well. Yeah. So, One thing that I do know will work well, mm-hmm. Laura Croft as a Barbie, <laughs> because yes. that's a thing, and that's fantastic. You've got a Tomb Raider Barbie, and she's got I mean she's wearing the the 
iconic, I'd say quotation marks, iconic um, costume from the reboot uh, with the pickaxe. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think that's fantastic. I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I do. I do think that it should come with like a, a, a small bag of mud that, you, that you're <laughs> supposed to smear all over her because Barbie's a little bit. Uh, Barbie's a little bit clean for Tomb Raider, and yeah, and, yeah. Well, and there's there, as as far as after she had a shower, do what? Got back. This is after she got back and had a had a shower, or it's before the or, wreck. The very <laughs> the very beginning of the game, and so you have to put her through it, her adventures. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I was I was talking about this initially. I was like, oh come on, Tomb Raider and Barbie. These are two completely different things, and they have nothing to do with each other. But um, I was talking with with my wife about it, and she said, um, she said, well, you know, when when I was a kid, we played with Barbies, and Barbies were whatever we wanted them to be. For for her, they were the Greek goddesses, and so they would be they would be Athena, they would be Artemis, they would be whatever. And so you can you can take the character and turn them into whatever. And so I like the idea of. You know, you could have you could have uh, Lara go out and and she could play with other Barbies and like teach them how to be Bamps. <laughs> so so I, I I like that idea more than I did initially. Yeah, it, it is one cool thing about Barbie that um, that didn't catch on with with boy toys except for Mario because Barbie has had every profession there is. Right. So has Mario. Those are like the only two people that I know that are that multi-talented um but yeah. but you don't have a, a toy set of mario where it's like here's dr mario and here's uh you know car repair mario and like because mario's done everything and yeah he's but, he's, but he's had a few more. jobs but barbie's done more i mean she's been a cashier she's been a doctor she's been a neurosurgeon flight attendant flight yeah. attendant she's done everything and she's she's done programming but that made me mad so we won't talk about that yeah uh, she's been a game developer too yeah, the game developer. Yeah, that, that was the one that made me mad. Game Barbie. Yeah, which is which yeah. I think is really cool. Uh, speaking of games, because that's what we talk about is video games, uh, and not so much Barbies. Uh, Mega Man, the uh, Legacy Collection, uh, is on is coming out on Switch. Yeah, and, and it already it already came to 3DS, and on 3DS is the it was the best version. It had all of the all of the challenges where some of the other versions didn't have all of them. Uh, like this one, I would imagine is going to have um, Colin's challenge. Uh, which was, I think there's like a boss boss rush mode or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what this is uh, because I the one the one thing that I wish they would fix mm-hmm. is whenever you're whenever you're trying to play the um, whenever you're trying to play the music, um, you can play a track at a time, but then you have to manually go to the next track and it only plays it once. You can't I think playlist you playlist or a loop. You can't play a playlist, you can't play a loop. So for me, I would like to be able to create playlists in this. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that would be like a whole nother thing. Or even if you could even if you could just have um, even if you could just have it set up where it would just play the Mega Man 2, Dr. Wily Stage 1 theme, just <laughs> forever. That's that's I, I love listening to that and that's that's just kind of energetic music for me. So yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm happy that it's coming to the Switch because it's it's more chances for people to get to play Mega Man. I will probably be picking up the first collection on the Switch just like I did on um, on the PlayStation when it came there, mm-hmm. and I would like to beat four through six. Um, I beat I beat one and two. Um, I would I would like to beat four through six. Um, I, maybe 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 three. 
I've never beaten a Mega Man game. What about X? No. Remember, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. Okay, okay, okay. But, but now you, I have... you do have a Super Nintendo Classic. <clears throat> I do. I do. Okay. Uh, Mega Man X. Mega Man X is absolutely uh, beatable by you now. You you should you should definitely do that. Well, definitely with the save states and everything, like that'll help. Well, and and I can you can also ask me. I mean, you can you can call me while I'm sleeping, and you can be like, Hey, Kevin, where's the where's the heart piece on Storm Eagle stage? And I'll be like, I just climbed to the top of the 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 conveyor belt at the very first and then you jump off to the left good night and i'll hang up on you but like i i i i am i am your resource on this because okay. i know i know everything about Mega Man X. i'm gonna start playing those because i have my um my setup i'm still working on the sound with it but i've got my setup okay. now uh in in the office so uh the switch is hooked up for that and i can hook up the super nintendo as well and stream it and play so I plan on playing cool. those classic games, and I modded I modded the Super Nintendo um, with with ROMs of games that I that I own, because uh -huh. that's how you have to do it legally. Uh, but I okay, modded you it. don't see any judgment here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Internet. I'm, I'm happy for you. I want to make sure people know that that I'm that I'm not doing anything nefarious. So I've I've modded the uh, Super Nintendo, and I put ROMs on it so I can play other games like Lion King and some others, uh, mm -hmm. which apparently there is a um, Alex Wooden was talking about the there's a Sega uh, uh, emulation to it as well, so you can have really? play Sega games as well. So I'm gonna look into that because I've only I think I've used a quarter of the memory on the Super Nintendo, which makes no yeah. sense that they. I mean, well, I guess that um, the games don't take much space, so yeah. it's all this free memory unless they know that people yeah. are gonna mod it. I don't know. <laughs> There, there is no way that Nintendo made a decision to help modders. To help that is, modders. that is not Nintendo. No, it's, it's not Nintendo. Um, so, speaking of things that have nothing to do with Nintendo, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the directors for World War II, um, Call of Duty World War II, have left Sledgehammer, and mm -hmm. they they created Sledgehammer. So I think that's that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. I'm curious. I didn't see the details as to as to why. I'm going to guess that they're going to talk about constraints of having to do da 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 da, da when they make. Well, the it, games. It, it wasn't so much constraints. It was that yeah. they that they they felt that they had done what they could do with the Call of Duty franchise, and Sledgehammer is not going to be doing any anything else anytime soon. So their their plan was they want they want to expand. They want to put into into motion some of the ideas that they've come up with during this time so <laughs> i know i said it last time but call of duty's next thing needs to be the persian gulf conflict because it's been 26 years 27 years 20, 28 years 27 years that's Goodness, long enough that's long enough to have a have a nice objective look at the uh at the war the last war that we got into where we didn't lose money. Yeah. We made money it's, off that war. Like the US you government did? made money. Huh? Oh, okay. The US government did not go into the red for that war because they actually had a coalition of people, like George W. Bush said there was going to be. They had a coalition of people who said, we're going to give troops or we're going to give money or we're going to give something to help you. 
So we actually, we did not go into the red in regards to our budget. We, we didn't overspend our budget. That being said, we got in, we did what we needed to do and we got out. Um, yeah. but, but I com- I commend them for that. I mean, it was a, it was, it was a sucky war, but budget wise, that's impressive. Yeah. And it, it, it looked good. It looked good on camera. There was, there was, uh, really good optics, I guess, for, for that particular battle. Yeah. So I would be interested in, in kind of like what, what they did with, with Valiant Hearts. I know that's completely different people and everything, but, um, what they did with Valiant Hearts was they, they got stories and letters and, and, documents from that time to to kind of reflect what was actually happening and i would i would be fascinated to dive a little bit deeper into into what that was yeah and there are a lot of veterans who are you know that was like i said that was 27 years ago 28 years ago mm-hmm. um to 26 27 years ago there are a lot of veterans i mean they're they're in their um you know late 50s early 60s or or yeah. older but that you know they they have these memories fresh still they can still recall a lot of details i think it'd be really interesting uh vietnam would be an interesting one as well but i've already talked about the gameplay and that may be really rough Um, vietnam's also been done has been done but so has world war ii and they've shown that what what i'm saying what i'm saying is that the the persian gulf really hasn't there was there was one attempt at it uh return to fallujah or whatever that one game was yeah and that nope that didn't go well but um, but yeah, so I, I would I would be interested in playing that, especially uh, Sledgehammer has done particularly well. They were they were the last of the three teams to to join into the pardon me join into the rotation, and so I would be interested in seeing what they did as far as like story goes, um, because I think that World War II was a really interesting story, and I would like to see what kind of story the co-founders have have come up with, or if they do something completely different. That would be fun. I agree. So let us know in the comments where you think Call of Duty should go next. Do you think they should go into the Persian Gulf? They shouldn't go into the future. Um, ooh, what about <laughs> the internet French? has made that abundantly clear. Like French and Indian War? I mean, how do, how do we want to do this? <laughs> there could be some interesting That would be interesting. Stuff. Anyways, let us I, know I, in the comments. I, hmm? Yeah. Let us know in the comments. We'll talk to you later.